Orgasmic enlightenment, where the sexual and spiritual come together. I'm Kimanami, and I'm a holistic sex and relationship coach and a vaginal weightlifter. In this show, we explore all things intimate. I believe that our sexual energy is life force, creative energy, and we can use it to shape our worlds, strengthen our relationships, and self-actualize. I blend the most avant-garde information from neuroscience, ancient sexual practices like Tantra and Taoism, to renegade wellness modalities to show you how to create gourmet sex in your lives. Come one, come all. The three-hour sex date. Today, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite things and one of the staples of the Kimonami professional and deeply personal philosophy, which is the idea of having a weekly three-hour sex date. So I advise this to all of my clients, men, women, coupled, single, to schedule a three-hour sex date every single week. So this is non-negotiable, not um, skippable and you have to do this every week of your relationship with yourself and your partner. And this is an experience that changes your entire life and becomes a foundation of your intimate relationship. So what is a three hour sex date? So this is where you set aside a three hour chunk of time each week. So just for sex, not for dinner or a movie or a walk in the park, just sex. So if you want to have dinner, then you have dinner and then you go home or to your hotel and you have your three hour sex date or go to a movie and then go to your, have your date or go have your sex date and then go to a movie. But this, the three hours are devoted to you and your partner. And today we're going to talk about couples. Next week I'll do an episode on solo sex dates. So three hours of you and your partner in bed or in the car or on the beach or wherever you want to be to be engaging in this. So the place this idea came from was from my own experiences where I had a partner years ago and he was a corporate lawyer so he was very busy very scheduled kind of life and every Thursday afternoon he would block out time for a very long sex date. So he would come over and everyone at his office knew that this was an unusable time in his calendar. So every Thursday afternoon there was a three hour time blocked out where he was never ever ever available and this was just accepted. And so of course I blocked out that time as well and he would come over and we would have our three hour sex date. And so I you know, at first it might seem like a long time and it might seem like, what do you do during this time? And I'm going to get to all of that. But basically, you know, it got to this place where I would, we would both be anticipating the sex date. There would be this incredible buildup, this flirtation, this, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to explore this time? And sometimes we had designated things on the menu and other times it was just a total free flow of how we both felt. And we always looked forward to it. 
So the three hours, why do you need three hours? So you need enough time to be able to go deep, to break open, to experience the most intense mind obliterating orgasms and have no pressure and no rush. So all the times when you're having sex in between other things where you think you're going to be interrupted by children or a phone call or you've got your mind on a meeting, you actually just bookmark this time to slowly, languorously, luxuriously explore each other's bodies. And I would definitely say that these are the sessions where I've had my most potent sexual enlightenment breakthroughs because we've had enough time to really deeply open up. So even when I say go to get a massage, I will always book a minimum of 90 minutes because an hour, it's like the first half hour, you're just letting go of the outside world. You're just starting to sink into your body, get into that space and not be distracted. You're breathing, you're inhabiting yourself. And then the next half hour, you're really getting into it and then it's over. So I always book at least 90 minutes, if not two hours often, and I even, might even like add that if I'm at a spa, like add a scrub or a facial on top of that. So it becomes a three hour self-love session or nurturing session for myself. And that's where I feel like, okay, I completely shed my attention from the outside world, brought it inside, brought it to me. And that act of love and nurturance is also very powerful to do. And so this is really where the magic happens is when you've cleared out that space and you can get drop deeply into yourselves and each other. And I'm thinking back on one of my very first lovers when I was younger was really into having extended sex. Like he could go for hours and I think of how that was really a formative experience for me because if I hadn't had him, and let's just say I had had a smattering of, let's face it, like very quick to finish young lovers who like, you know, three, five, 10 minutes, maybe, right? Like maybe 15 where this guy could go for hours. And I got, and that's where I had cervical orgasms, you know, was with this guy. And you know, that, so then that became the framework and the blueprint for me going forward is like, this is what sex is supposed to look like. It's supposed to be this incredible ascension where you go to the next level and then the next level and then the next level and you keep breaking through. And when you're afterward, you feel like you've cracked yourself open, like that beautiful Leonard Cohen quote, what is it? Like the cracks are where the light gets in. And it's like all of your other outward shells just crack open and fall away. Your conditioning, your false self just kind of gets cracked open and then disintegrates. And you're left, and this is why I talk about sex as being self-realizing, you're left with this true, pure, open version of yourself. So you know, I came to see then from those experiences, sex is medicine. And this was before I ever learned about Tantra, that I had any definition of Tantra and expanded sex, which Tantra is really all about this. It's about the idea that it's not just this quick race to the finish line that, you know, and also from the Taoist philosophy that we're harvesting our sexual energy. We're breathing and recirculating that energy. And the more that we build it, the more we can exchange it with each other and ourselves if we're alone and be enlivened by it, be revitalized by it. And so it's a very conscious practice of using this energy as a means to go deeper within ourselves, this pivot to 
self, you know, to open, to self-realize, to heal ourselves, to get to these much deeper places in ourselves. And look, I'm all about the depth. And so to see that I could do this in my sex life was an incredible revelation and a gift. Like I'll be forever grateful to especially that young lover of mine who was really into the extended sex sessions. And it really took me to places I'd never been before. And because of that, then I've been able to map out also you know, going forward in my own life, but obviously in my work, what is possible and what every person can get to. And a huge factor in that is having time. And these days people are, you know, I mean, the average couple will just push sex to the bottom of their list of things. Once they get established as a couple, when they're starting to get to know each other, they'll prioritize sex and intimacy, but then that slowly starts to drift lower and lower and lower on the list of priorities, where my big message is that when you put that number one, this, your three-hour sex date, your relationship becomes the sanctuary and the recharging station that fuels every other part of your your life. And so it's in your best interest. You'll be more productive. You'll be happier. You'll be wittier. You'll be smarter. You'll be healthier physically, if emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, if you prioritize your intimate relationship and your three hour sex date. And I had a partner some years ago and we were living in different cities and we were about a three hour drive away so we would only physically see each other on the weekends and so that's where we would have our big extended sex dates and that pretty much carried us through the week like we would talk on the phone during the week but we weren't really doing much like I don't even know if we had video sex at that time even in existence as <laughs> a while back so so you know we would talk and maybe there'd be a little bit of phone sex but mostly just when we saw each other and and that deep high quality sex date even if you had even if that was the only sex you had all week that would be enough to carry you through the week ideally you have i'd say at least a couple of other sex dates through the week like even if there's shorter ones you can have shorter ones in between so long as you're having a substantial three-hour sex date so I've had other clients who up oh, lots of clients who you know implemented this in their lives and uh, one couple in particular they she owned a yoga studio and the all the staff knew at the studio that they could never call her for any kind of admin whatever information on a Sunday morning because you know all the way up to noon on a Sunday was a motherfucking Sunday was a <laughs> mama gets fucked on a Sunday <laughs> so so no go you know that was everyone knew all the staff knew that was Sunday sex morning so nobody gets disturbed during that time and uh, another client who cleared it out the same kind of thing like similar to my former partner, had a Wednesday afternoon where he was never available for a three-hour window and would go home to be with his wife while the kids were still at school. So the yoga studio couple, they didn't have children yet, so obviously they had more flexibility with their time. The doctor actually took an afternoon off of work to go and be with his wife before the children could be there. So people with busy lives and careers and children can still do this, but you have to prioritize it. And so whether if you do have kids, then you arrange, maybe you have like an alternating weekend where your kids sleep over at somebody else's house or a family member or a babysitter and you go to a hotel or even I had a couple 
who bought a little trailer, like a little, those little bolo, those cute little trailers, and they put it in their backyard, basically so they could have their weekly sex date. And so if this trailers are rocking, don't come knocking, they would go into the trailer and have their private time. And they even told their kids, they were like, mama and papa are going in for private time. So, you know, their kids were older, not like they could be left in the house on their own, but um, they didn't need a babysitter, but they were just out the back kind of thing. So there are many, many ways that you can achieve this if you are committed to doing it. So what happens during these three hours? I've often asked, are you having penetration and intercourse the entire time? Well, if you study my work and you learn these different kinds of tantric sex techniques and Taoist breath expansion stamina techniques, then absolutely you can have three solid hours of intercourse and I highly suggest that you do. So not only are you being pleasured and you're generating this massive cocktail of neurotransmitters and hormonal bliss, you're also harvesting this energy. So on this more metaphysical level, the Taoists talked a lot about, well, it look, in Chinese medicine, we call it qi, uh, you know, the, the word for energy. And they have another word for sexual energy they call ji, J-I, and then qi is C-H-I where it's considered to be a denser, thicker form of energy that we then learn how to consciously move and direct throughout our bodies. And these are the kinds of things that I teach people in my sexual savant online salons. But you know, basically, the longer that you're having sex, the more of this quality energy that you're generating, you're actually creating. Like this idea of making love, you're actually making this energy between the two of you. And so it's in your best interest to spend that time. And Look, you know, we both we all have such busy lives these days that again, like the time that it takes you to like unburden, take down your walls, let down your guard and be really present and then you get into the sweet spot, right? It's like when you start a difficult conversation with someone that you know might be contentious and difficult and it gets off to an awkward start and then you both kind of fumble into it and then you hit the sweet spot of like self-expression and honesty where you get into the flow, right? You get into that flow state where suddenly everything seems to work and you're in harmony and you can do no wrong. So that's what we're aiming for. That's also part of the rationale for having the three hours. So yes, if you're at that tantric kind of superstar level, you can be having penetration the other the whole time. <laughs> Otherwise, you can do a lot of sensual massage, therapeutic and sensual massage, a lot of practicing your sex talk, like how to keep your, you know, I call people dirty talk, but to keep talking to each other during sex. You can do fantasy exploration, talk about your fantasies, extended oral sex, manual sex, yoni massage, lingam massage. You can enjoy some light sexy snacks like papayas or figs or raw cacao, some kind of aphrodisiac um, concoction, you know, of all these sort of medicinal mushrooms that are out there these days. You can explore all the different kinds of orgasms from clitoral to cervical to g-spot ejaculation anal orgasms the man you can explore his prostate he can practice learning how to orgasm with that ejaculation there is a whole all kinds of bdsm play like there's a whole world of stuff out there for you to explore and just like any other part of your life you 
think about learning, right? When you have a job and you get your career established, you're constantly looking at how to, ideally, how to better yourself. You're doing seminars, you're studying, you're looking at new advancements and developments in your field, you're taking extra education. And the same thing ought to apply to your sex life. So your laboratory is your bed. And you you might study and try to learn about new things, but so much of it you can actually discover through your own self-exploration and just devoting the time and having an attitude of curiosity and exploration. That this is fully, we don't have to have arrived just because we want to explore the G-spot today. We don't have to get a G-spot orgasm today. It might take 20 sessions, it might take 60, and it might take one. But that you have this commitment to explore and let go of the idea of a full, you know, of a report card of things that you ticked off. And also, the whole point is really like slowing everything down. Like I said, instead of having this idea of galloping to the finish line, so, you know, like trajectory of sex is zero to 10, 10 is orgasm, zero is say non-arousal, instead of like, you know, zipping up to one to five, and then often for people, there's like a seven to 10 blackout zone where suddenly, bam, it's over. You wanna actually slow things down to like a one, to a 1.5, to a two, to a 2.25, to a three, and really savor that journey and you, you know, it's all about this extended foreplay, but all of these other sex acts that we write off and dismiss as being teeny little bits of foreplay, like, oh, a little bit of breast stimulation and then move on. Oh, like do a little bit of oral sex just to get them ready for penetrative sex rather than spending like a good half hour having oral sex. So you can do all of this and it's in your best interest to do it. So a few of the rules, I'd say, for a three-hour sex date. One, you schedule it. You put it into your calendar and you make it official and non-negotiable. So if, for some reason, you had to... uh, reschedule, like you had an emergency come up, something, then you reschedule, but you don't cancel. So, and it's ideal if you have it every, like say a set day of the week, like these people that I've described in myself, like every Friday night or every Wednesday afternoon. And then if something comes up so that, you know, everyone knows that you're a blackout zone during that time. But if something comes up, then you, then you make another, you carve out another window. So if it's usually Wednesday afternoon, something comes up, then you bump bit to like Friday night or Sunday morning or you do something to actually make it up and you don't just let it go that week because you let it go one week and then you let it go and you let it go and you let it go and anyone who takes on let's say a new and regular committed exercise regime you know like (laughs) you can't just oh I don't didn't feel like doing it that day like and the thing is though once you get in the groove of doing it your body knows how good it feels and your body is pushing you out the door to get you to the gym. So initially, let's say you're starting a new exercise program and you have to make yourself go to the gym and you start exercising and it's it's like a bit of a, a slog at first and then your neurotransmitters and your hormones kick in and you're like, oh, this is really good. And you do that for say three times a week for three weeks and then your body is into it. Your body wakes you up in the morning and is like, hey, when are we going to the gym? And you're like, all right, all right, let's go. <laughs> but, and then the same thing happens with your sex date. As soon as you get your body and your brain on board, they then become the initiators for you. And you don't have to force yourself. It doesn't seem like a chore. 
nothing like that. So in addition, as I said, to that mainstay of your three-hour sex date sanctuary, I would say you carve out a couple of other times at least during the week to have sex ideally in the morning. So I'm a big proponent of morning sex. I have a great YouTube video out on morning sex. Go check that out. And because at the end of the night, you're often too tired and mornings, what, you just set your alarm half an hour earlier, even if it's 30 minutes of intimate connection in the morning, that's great. And you start your day off with a bang. And look, if you're already having other sex like regularly, then you don't have to schedule it. But scheduling it happens if you don't do it regularly and naturally, then you, I insist that you schedule it. So for people who say that scheduling time for sex is, is just seems so dull and rigid and unsexy, I don't want to put sex in my Google Calendar, I want it to be spontaneous. Well, here's the reframe. Think of it like a vacation. You plan a vacation to a destination that you really want to go to, and then usually you'll start doing some research. You'll see like what beaches can we go to? What, what places are there around there that are fun to sightsee? What other activities? Can we windsurf? Can we snowboard? Can we whatever? So you start to do that research about how you can make your vacation amazing. So you lock it into your calendar and nothing is going to cause you to cancel this trip. You don't just go, oh, I've got a meeting. Maybe they were gonna plan at my office that day. So I guess we'll have to cancel our whole vacation. Like no fucking way do you do that. You start planning, you think of what you're packing, what you're gonna wear, all the activities you're gonna be doing, hiking in the jungle, sunbathing, skinny dipping, sex on the beach. It's so much fun to plan out and to imagine. And so the days roll by, your vacation is quickly approaching, your anticipation gets even higher, you get really excited about it. So think of your weekly sex date just like that. Your sex date is a mini vacation in the midst of your busy week. It's something that you look forward to all week long. And as more and more you learn to tap into your sexual energy and you get this sense, you fully feel this sense of rebirth, self-actualization, total rejuvenation, ecstasy, then you're going to think of your sex life that way. But if your sex life isn't like that, then I can see why you're like, well, why would I plan three hours to have sex and then my partner comes in three minutes and then we're done and what would we do after that? That's a very, very good point. So get yourself on over to Kiminami Land and learn how to shift these things in yourself and improve your sex life. Because that's where we want you to be is where, you know, the barometric question that I always ask is, is sex deeply pleasurable, life-changing, exquisitely beautiful, transformative, high for you? And if it's not, then you're doing it wrong. And not a judgment, it's only to say that sex ought to make you feel on top of the world and be this life-changing ecstasy experience for you. And if it's not, then you're just not tapped into and you haven't yet learned how to use your sexual energy in a way that makes it like that. So one of the things, you know, people again come to me with like, oh, I don't have time for that. And it's like, you know, I love to tell a story uh, of a couple and I'm going to keep telling it all the time because they're the best. <laughs> like they have, they have five children between them. They both work very high powered jobs. They're on their second marriage and they both committed that on this marriage they were going to have an incredible sex life and they have sex every single day. They do not allow anything to get in the way of that and it's a non-negotiable for them because they made it a commitment and a priority. 
So here's some, when you're using this time argument, oh, we don't have time. So let's look at some statistics on how we use our time. The average Netflix customer spends 10 hours per week watching Netflix shows. The average American watches about 20 hours of traditional television per week. And the average American spends four hours per week on Facebook and 10 hours a day using some kind of digital device, computer, tablet, phone, television. So imagine how a amazing it would be to spend a little bit less time flopped in front of a screen and a little more time diving headfirst into an ocean of gushing cum. You have the time. It's all about prioritizing and making your intimate relationship your highest priority and not the last thing that you do on your list. Sex position of the week. So this week we're going to bring in a new feature called Sex Position of the Week. So here I'm going to talk about some sexual position that I recommend that Kim, Dr. Kim prescribes and that explain why I think it's a really good one. So this week we're going to talk about doggy style. So this is my all-time favorite sex position. And the reason why it's ideal for a three-hour sex date is that most women can't go really quickly into doggy style. So if you just started to have intercourse, they are gonna need some time to warm up, get juicy, explore other sexual positions, have a lot of foreplay, and then you can go and hang out in doggy style and penetrate into the cervix. And when I say into, I don't mean like in, side of it. I mean more like energetically penetration and touch. So the cervical, that's where cervical orgasms happen is through penetration, touch, stimulation of the cervix. So these are the deepest and most powerful orgasms that a woman can have. And in Taoist sexual reflexology, the cervix is the heart point for women and the head of the cock is the heart point for men. And so when they're lined up together, it's heart to heart. So this tends to be a very deep, intimate, powerful position if the woman is warmed up enough. And so most women will have the experience if they their partner just goes fast into doggy style and starts thrusting really hard of being uncomfortable. It'll feel tight. It could hurt them and not hurt like damage, but just not feel good. And that's because they're not properly, properly warmed up. So obviously in your three hour sex date, you'll have adequate time to really warm the woman up, get her juicy and flowing and relaxed and feeling activated and connected to her vagina so that then when you go into doggy style, she's open and ready. So this is a very deep, you know, because it's the heart point for the woman, she tends to need to feel very open and vulnerable. So it's not typically a position where she's going to get cervical orgasms and be really open in a casual sex position. This is more of a position. I mean, look, you can do it. There's nothing wrong with doing it, but because it, to get to these deeper orgasms and this heart place, she needs to have an open heart. And so she needs to be in a relationship with a partner where she feels like she can open her heart. And then and she'll more, much more easily, and I don't even know if a woman could get there at all prior to that, be able to have cervical orgasms because she's feeling that connection. So a deep partner connection is very important for a man to be creating an energy and a space of a container where he's really holding the energetic space that whatever comes out of the woman during a doggy style cervical type orgasm that she might be shrieking and crying and screaming and laughing. Honestly, all of this cavalcade of emotion and stuff can come out of the woman and that's good. We want it to. The vagina and the cervical 
cervix or this storehouse of tension and trauma and energy that gets locked into the tissues. And so by literally pounding away at it, pounding with love and ferocity, we can let this stuff be released and let go of. So doggy style is one of the best therapeutic positions that there is out there and also obviously for the man a very visually arousing position a very dominant position and a position that the man will need to practice a lot of stamina strength in so that he can hold his own and keep going and going and going and going so here is my prescription for the week is that you schedule a three hour sex date and you show me. So this means I want you to lock it into your calendar, put it into your calendar in some way. And then I want you to send it to me. Take a photo or a screenshot. You can email it to me at info at kimonami.com or you can send it to me through Instagram with a private message or you can even post it on your own Instagram and you can tag me three hour sex date. So the number three hour sex date, hashtag three hour sex date. So I want my inbox to be flooded with evidence of your sex dates. I will take these photos and screenshots and I want to share them on my Instagram to inspire other people to schedule their sex dates as well. So I will remove any identifying information um, like your email address or your Instagram handle. These will all be anonymous, but I just want to show people that you guys are all taking action and going to do your three-hour sex dates. And if you feel too shy to do even that, then that's fine. Whether you show me or not, I still want you to schedule it. That is my request of you and my prescription this week. So last but not least, single people, you can still have a weekly sex date as well. And on next week's episode, we're going to talk all about how to have an amazing solo sex date, whether you are a man or a woman. Solo sex is also incredible, rejuvenating, life-changing medicine, and also is a great way to help you manifest a new partner in your life. So once you have a few weeks where you're consistently doing this every week, you will totally see and feel the difference. You'll get to a place where people are literally stopping you on the street, asking you out on dates, whether you're in a relationship or not, and just asking you like your friends will be like, what are you doing? You look really different. I hear this all the time. And that's because you're wearing your sexual energy. And one of the best ways to cultivate it and to imbibe it, to inhabit it is to make your three hour sex date a part of your regular repertoire. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, subscribe and also leave a review and send someone else the gift of a healthy libido and an off the charts love life by sharing this episode with them. We'll be back next week. And in the meantime, many happy orgasms.